Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mike's back with us tonight, and y'all, he wasn't mm-hmm. here last week, but he's back with us tonight. But mm-hmm. Mike did a foolish thing last week, a yes, very foolish thing. Extremely I, foolish. I know, a foolish thing. We are inside so, people, okay? We we are mm-hmm. not beach people. We are inside people. And mm-hmm. Mike, in a moment of confusion, unclarity, something, decided that he was a beach person. Yes. Unprepared beach person. Unprepared. Um, Yes. Because, you know, like you said, we're inside people. We Uh, are. Even though we're surrounded by coast, we're surrounded by the Gulf, and we're surrounded, well, the Atlantic on the other side. And this time I was on the Atlantic side. Mm -hmm. And it was my last day, uh, full day staying there. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to venture out. And I went to a winery, did a wine tasting, and afterwards I said I am somewhat prepared. I had, you know, swim trunks, and I wanted to go to the Atlantic Ocean, and I did. And I'm still paying for it. That was Saturday. Um, yeah. But um, it was an idiotic thing. Um, oh, and I didn't tell you the, I didn't. I didn't tell you about the the other part of that beach story. No, there's more. <laughs> Oh, there's more. <laughs> totally oh. unexpected, but uh, because uh, so I went to the I went to Fort Pierce. I don't know if y'all know where Fort Pierce is. It's just south of Vero Beach, north of uh, north of whatever else is out there. But uh, and so I was staying out there. Went to the beach, and uh, well, I was trying to find a beach, and I went down A1A. A1A is a major, you know, touristy. Goes right right by the coastline, all that good stuff. And I kept going south, and you know. Look on the map, I was like, okay, if I keep the water close to me, there's bound to be a beach somewhere. So I saw a couple of beach access things, and uh, I'd pull in, no parking. All right, go to the next one because they're, like, dotted uh, different places. And uh, one of them was, like, beach access, but it was a a demolished building. And I thought, okay, there's no beach access there unless you're, you know, going to walk through this rubble. Kept going, and – I did remember seeing on the map that there was like Hutchinson Island beach or something. So I kept going on there while well, these people were turning left into this one place and it said beach access. So I thought, uh, I'm going to try it. Parking lot was full except for one spot, a couple other, well, a couple, but the one was in the grass. And I said, I'm going to take the grass spot. Mm-hmm. And I got out, you know, I had my tr- swim trucks on, everything's ready to go except for no sunscreen, which uh, should be rule number one. If you're going to take sunscreen, yeah, except for me. Yes. Yeah. And um, the sign going down this little trail said, uh, clothing required beyond this point. And I said, uh, <laughs> what? Okay, I've got my spin I looked, on. I looked, yeah, I thought it wasn't that obvious. Well, I looked to my right, and there's another sidewalk, uh, wider sidewalk where everybody was going through. And it says, um, clothing between here and the beach required and apparently (laughs) i didn't realize until i saw sand this was a this was apparently st lucie county no state yeah st lucie county's uh back in 2000 
clothing optional from 2020. They approved it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, hold on, I gotta get, I gotta get some music. So Did you I take approach. Off your trunk, <laughs> oh, oh my no. gosh, your sunburn is um, worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm standing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, um, but uh, no, I, I, I couldn't, but. Apparently, I mean, it, it was family, open to families of all ages. Family. And I thought, yeah, this was weird. And I thought, wow, I didn't realize <laughs> this existed. But, yeah, there's no way I was going to do that. But uh, I, <laughs> it made me feel more comfortable because I saw people kind of like me out there. You know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can do this. But, um I just, you know, uh, what do you look at? Oh, look, the water. Uh, okay, look at the ground again. Keep walking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, totally oh, different good. experience. I, I've never, never thought in my wildest uh, or even any kind of dreams that that existed. And sure enough, there it was. Right but, there. Um, wow. Yeah. Loading optional. Yeah. The whole family. <laughs> I don't know of any of them around here on the on the uh, West Coast. I I can't think of any around. I mean, maybe no, the. I know old... one is on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, now you do. Yeah. Oh I my do. gosh! You know, well, I'm glad you didn't take off your trunks. Your sunburn would have been much, mm, much more much, uncomfortable much than it is worse. now. Yeah. Much, much yeah. worse. Yeah. 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 So. Uh... People, please. the uh, The temperature was like 104, uh, is what they said on the radio, actually. And um, wear sunscreen when you go out there, as I'm learning now. Um, oh, and if you don't have sunscreen, cool. don't don't go if you don't have it. So. Um, and uh, SPF 50. I mean, about the consistency of motor oil sunscreen. If you're mm-hmm. an indoor person, yeah. I mean, and yeah. we're indoor people, so. Yeah, you yeah. really need reading that thick, thick sun, sunscreen to get yourself Normally, through. I've, I've, I have always like tanned before I burn, and so I thought, but it has been several years before I ever did that. Yeah, there you go. I thought I could, I thought I could get away with it. I would, you know, just just tan more, or you know, turn a turn a brownish brownish color, and uh, no, um, mm, red no. apparently is deep red. Is mm-hmm. apparently it um, the new yeah. the new color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was painful. So, but that was Saturday, mm-hmm. and I'm still still suffering through it. So, uh, oh anyway, but, yeah, uh, it, that's, that's go, a lesson did, for all yeah. of you. If you come to Florida, bring your yeah. sunscreen with you. Public yeah. service Don't be like Mike. Not, <laughs> not no, nope, you will suffer. I guarantee. You will suffer. Um, yeah. I am sure everybody so, um, can, uh, you know, uh, sympathize and has had sunburns before, but uh, it's just a miserable yeah. thing to live through. Absolutely miserable. Yep. yep. We all. Um, we all feel then, bad. Then, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> it just hurts to move uh, and everything. Yes. Um, I did mention a winery. I don't know if you, we could go through that real quick, but uh, yes, I was going to have yeah. you tell us all about that. That uh, oh. that was before you okay. became non-functional. But Part- yeah, yeah. cool. You know, yeah, what was the winery um, and all that good stuff? Well, uh, they're located uh, just between, I'd say, Vero Beach and uh, almost right around Vero Beach, actually. Um, uh, 4200 Johnston Road, uh, technically in Fort Pierce, Florida, is Summer Crush Vineyard and Winery. Um, they're open, Crush. Yeah. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, and uh, their their grape of choice is the Muscadine. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've never had a Muscadine that I can recall. Um, so... You know, they were like, oh, we're just about to do a, a wine tasting. Would you like to partake? And I go, of course I would. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went and did that. And um, gave, they gave a brief history. Uh, Gary Roberts is the owner of Vintner. Uh, it's a boutique winery. Um, not a lot of, uh, of this. Uh, 2012. 
Okay. Uh, was when they opened up. Um, he's kind of it's very beachy inside. There's surfboards. There's uh, it's very um, like wood planky, almost like it belongs in Key West more than you know out out oh. in this uh, area. But uh, uh, I guess because the uh, the owners and they love surfing and um, you know they grew up in Florida and all that, so they they oh. decorated it um, with surfboards and stuff from 1972 and. You know, it's just uh, it was uh, very interesting decorations. There's also an outside uh, pavilion area. They do concerts on the weekends. Um, They have food trucks. Um, Yeah, they do. uh, They were having some special event. I forgot what it was on on Friday and Saturday. And I got there Saturday and they were having getting ready to set up something. But I said, no, I I have to go barbecue for a bit. And uh, I left. (laughs) But, uh, not, they not realizing you meant you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, so we tried. Um, there was a small group in there. Um, I I went and opted for the. Uh, they give you a wine glass with or without stem uh, for twelve bucks, and uh, it's a commemorative. You know, it has their mm, their information yeah. on it, that kind of thing, type of glass. So I got the places. one with the stem. Yeah. Um, and I got the one with the stem and tried, uh, I, it was probably about six or seven wines. Um, then they had some, some juice that didn't have the alcohol in it. It was just a grape juice, muscadine grape juice. Uh, and then we tried a, um, what was it? Uh, Captain Polly's, uh, private plunder which they gave you a very small amount of, but uh, apparently it's made with brandy. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon barrel-aged muscadine dessert wine. Uh, oh. I a little taste of that. Yeah. Uh, and that was good. Uh, it was it was something different. But, you know, I, and I, I made a note, a couple of notes on my tab tablet, you know, about things that I wanted to, you know, make, pick up a couple of bottles uh, there were some some good, you know, taste to them. You know, even the white, I was like, yeah, I could do the white. But they got to the reds, and I thought, no, this is, yeah, this is where I'm I'm going to go with this. But I don't know. I just, I was going to go back Sunday on my way back. They opened at 12 on Sunday, and nothing stood out to me. You know, I, mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I did it. But uh, nothing really said, you know, I, I've got to have that on my I got to have that on my shelf and I don't know what, what to do from there, but I was like, yeah. Yeah. it was good. It was good, but it wasn't like strawberry port. Good. <laughs> you know? like, oh, good. But um, yeah, I just, uh, Oh, and then we got to try the, uh, she had two grapes that we could try that were off the vine. And oh, really? I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I never tasted a, a grape like that. And I mean, the skin was, was thick. Thick. Oh, yeah, muscadine grapes is, is like marbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought that was interesting, and and the seed there was like four little five seeds. I forgot how many was in it, but there was like little. They were small, um, but uh, I thought, wow, I've never tasted a, a a grape used for wine. But it, it to me, it except for the skin, it tasted like a grape. Um, yeah, yeah. So well, I, I don't know. I, I was just interesting. What's fun is to go to wineries that are harvesting and taste a couple of different mm-hmm. grapes, you know, like a Cabernet grape and a Barbera grape or something yeah. like that. And you really can tell the difference in them. They're, they they uh, have a unique, a little bit unique taste in it. But uh, Muscadine grapes, you're right. They are very thick-skinned grapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I've always noticed that. So it mm. are they... Uh, uh, 2012. I don't recognize the name of the company. That's funny because we were still open until 2016, but I don't remember the name of the company. Do they have a vineyard oh, no. there, or is it yes. off site? Uh, they do have a vineyard, and I forgot to ask about the vineyard. Um, she went through she went through some other stuff, and I don't know what. Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I, I wrote anything or or asked anything about the vineyard. But uh, I did. Mm-hmm. When you're driving into the place, you can definitely see on the side of the road that it looks like uh, there was a vineyard there, and and I think they oh. mentioned uh, briefly about it. But 
okay. Uh, yeah, I mm. can't remember what what it was. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, that's uh, that was, interesting. Was, good. Yeah. Uh, how many wines did they have total? Um, in stock, let me see, because <laughs> there's a bunch of them that are like mango. Um, mango's out of stock. They have uh, three whites. Um, one of those are out of stock. They have uh, looks like two blush wines, um, and then one, two, three. Five reds mm-hmm. and two and of the five are, are out of stock. Uh, they have one dessert wine, that is the the one I described there. Um, right. They do have um, sangria, which I also got to sample their their mix of sangria, but they don't mm-hmm. sell it over the counter. The only way you can get it is by going to the event or the the concert, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I know. but they don't we, they don't sell it. We were in that same situation when we made our sangria for people to try and have glass of. We could not sell it, but as bottled, hmm. but we could do it by the glass. <clears throat> by the glass, so. I wonder I understand. Why, uh, why that is. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just the state of Florida regulations that hmm. you know you can't do it hmm. and all that. So yeah, we had that same situation. We made a sangria that everybody loved and. Yeah. But uh, it was made with our red wine and cinnamon, and you know we warmed it up and mixed it up, and then chilled it down and all that. Yeah. And we had sangria yeah. bags, and we sold the bags separately. And we, you know, we sell the wine. We had a little recipe made up so people can do it at home, but we could not sell I the remember, sangria yeah. bottle. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, you had like a no. mixture of it. This was uh, a yeah. the one we sampled was a very berry. Sangria. It was red wine with cranberry and blackberry juices. Wow! Um, and that was the that was their test tape, uh, drink, whatever. What Taste what test. was the uh, <laughs> average price point on their wines? Uh, the uh, cheapest was about eighteen, I think. Uh, that was the old Florida white, um, old Florida white, old Florida red, or eighteen. Then it goes up to um, looks like twenty seven fifty. They were out of that one. That was a reserve uh, red. That was twenty seven fifty. And then the Cap- Captain Polly's Private Plunder um, Reserve, uh, that the one the dessert um, mixed with bourbon, was thirty four mm. for the bottle. Oh, wow. So that was the most expensive. Yeah. Um, wow, they're they're up there a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the ones I was looking at was the Rastaman Red Red uh for nineteen dollars, which was a, had a good flavor to it. Um they were all uh steel um steel barrels except for the uh God, there was one that was in oak and I forgot what the heck it was. Not the estate. Um but all all their wines were were steel barrels instead of uh, and one one I think was oak. Um, oh, actually, semi sweet oaked Florida red muscadine is the Rastaman red red. Okay. Okay. There <laughs> I you just, go. Uh, yeah. And that was uh, one of my favorites. I had a I wrote down like my top four and then I ranked them. Like, oh yeah, uh, come back for this one, and uh, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, no. nothing stood out. I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, you know, it was, I don't know, kind of like, uh, wow. you know, something to pick up, but didn't happen. So, so well, and I, yeah. Well, thank you. Good oh, review. Was, thank you. What do you mean, bus people? Those, good review. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. That was almost over now. I didn't realize I was taking up that much time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell us about that. That's, you know, we haven't, I haven't been out. Well, the pandemic is really yeah. cut into us going into wineries and doing stuff like that and tasting some things. And so um, yeah. that's good. I'm glad you had a chance and, you know, very informative information there about that winery. They are located where again? Uh, they are at 4200 uh, Johnston. Let me see. 4200 Johnston Road in Fort Pierce, Florida. That's a, it's a little ways off the the main road that you can get off, you can get through it to it from Interstate 95, 
um, right around Vero Beach in that area, and oh, okay. uh, you get on okay. your major road to a smaller road to a smaller road, and then you get to it. And uh, like I said, they're open Tuesday through Sunday, and their website is summercrushwine.com. Summer, as in burning summer sun, crushwine. <laughs> <laughs> dot com <laughs> check it out um but uh yeah I, I got and i took some pictures so maybe i'll i didn't take any inside but i took some of the outside and uh oh, yeah. lots oh, of sorry. parking um yeah a lot of a lot of parking and like i said there's an outside area so um if they have events and yeah. stuff there then that's good yeah mm-hmm. well good yeah, All right. Anyone take take a trip down here, then check that out. Also, mm-hmm. summer crush wines. Yeah. yeah. I I don't. Yeah. I and I have to honestly say I don't remember the name at all. I I was keeping up with Florida wineries, and I don't remember that one at all. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I thought there would good. be more, but uh, no, not here. Over <laughs> there on that coast, yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised yeah. uh, there isn't. There's a lot of them popping mm-hmm. up over the last few years too but you know like i said the yeah. uh, the pandemic has really put uh e uh well what's my word a damper on things for wine reason i've always said yeah. that if the, i still had the winery open during the pandemic we probably would not have survived and so uh yeah you know it's uh, it's good to see that they're still around after that time so that's a good thing. All right, very good. Well, thank you for our our report on the winery. And uh, if you all get over there, get a chance, uh, stop in a visit and tell them that uh, you heard heard about them from Mike on All About Wine. I'm sure they would appreciate that. The who? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> you want to do a tasting? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. Well, good. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about tonight, so it's a good thing Mike did some time here because I, don't, I was some of the stuff I was reading was long, and and I didn't want to get into a long discussion about something, but I do have some some small things to talk about here uh, um the prisoner wine company i i'm receiving emails from the prisoner wine company i signed up for it and so i'm getting emails from them uh but the prisoner wine company has launched a new white wine brand that they they call blindfold and it's uh uh very simple i mean it's just is blindfold very simple and clear wine uh first bottling of 2021 it's a blanc de nord uh and it says something the team's very proud of says the director of winemaking uh the prisoner red blend is what made the prisoner wine company what it is today and we saw an opportunity to take the signature formula blending uncommon varietals to a new category of white wines so that's what they did uh the company says that they've used some boinet uh, reverse demeanor and blended, uh, so it gives a citrus, white flower, white peach, a hint of tart cranberry taste to it. Uh, so it's uh, an interesting combo, like they said. You know, going uh, in reverse demeanor as a combination seems strange, but it's 12.5 alcohol by volume. Oh, I got a bug on my glasses when the little fruit flies everybody gets fruit flies out this time of year um and i don't know if you know speaking of fruit flies there's a little bit of information fyi they come home in your fruit you buy at the store from the eggs the fruit flies lay eggs on the fruit and it goes to the cycle and when you take it home the eggs hatch and you get the little fruit flies and some places, uh, wash and clean their fruit. Some places don't, uh, but you should always wash and clean it when you get it home to stop your fruit flies. So there's the, our, our tip of the week. What, what they call it, uh, 
public service announcement. Oh, my engineer is bringing me in a wine this evening. Okay, what do we got here? Clay Creek Vineyards, a 2020 Pinot Noir. Oh, California. And let me tell you what the back of the bottle says. From our family to yours, we happily share our favorite uh, delectable wines made with grapes from some of California's finest vineyards and bottled at our family's sustainable winery. Uh, sustainable winery. Bust out your favorite wine glass and pour yourself a moment of pure California joy. That's really not too descriptive of the wine, though, is it? It's got a real nice punt on the bottom. That's that little indentation on the bottom. It's got a nice punt on the bottom. Vented and bottled by Clay Creek Vineyards in Manteca, California. 13.5% alcohol by volume. It's a 750. And what else does it say? Nope, that's it. I pretty much read you everything that it said. Excuse me. So, let's see. The color, a very classic Pinot Noir color. Not real, real dark. Pinot Noirs tend to be a little bit lighter. Uh, but it's got a nice garnet color to it. Uh, no discoloration on the edge. Some nice legs on it for those of you who are looking for legs. These got some nice legs on it, rather slow. Quite a few of them around the glass, too. Mm, very nice aroma. <laughs> Again, a classic Pinot Noir aroma. This is very good. Uh, uh, very dark berries and dark cherry. Oh, very nice. And Oh, I'm I'm picking up chocolate in the flavor of that. That's unusual. Pinot don't usually give that to me. A uh, little chocolate undertones to it. And uh, the black cherry tends to come over into the, out of the nose into the taste also. So very nice. A very nice Pinot Noir. 2020 Sustainable Vineyard. Clay Creek Vineyards, California. So uh, if you see it on the shelf in your area, I do highly suggest that you pick one up. I don't know the price point of this. I we get wines, and I always say I'm going to mark down the price on the label just that way I can pass it on, but I did not do that. So, uh, but very good. Uh, Clay Creek 2020 Pinot Noir. Hmm. Clay Creek Vineyards, it says, 2020. <coughs> no, excuse me, catch. Uh Actually, it says Clay Creek Vineyards, and it's a big C V C dot V uh, on the label, and that stands out more than just the name. So look for that if you're looking for it. So black to blindfold. Their suggested retail price for the new whites are coming out with is thirty-five dollars. Uh, little little high, I think, price point. But Christian Wine Company out with the the new. Uh, New white. I uh, Beverage Dynamics came out with their recent edition, uh, digital, but it has some uh, a nice description of white wine term or uh, white wine of wine terms, not white, but wine terms are really you know really good. Uh, Terminology list, if you will. Uh, let me give you a few examples here that are very interesting. Acetic acid. It says a cause of wine that has gone bad, normally recognizable through the telltale smell of vinegar or nail polish remover. So if we smell vinegar or nail polish remover in the wine, it's not vinegar. I want to clarify that. A bad wine does not become vinegar. 
it might smell like it, but it doesn't. It's not vinegar. You can't use it as a vinegar substitute. It's spoiled. It's oh, here it is. This is caused by micro microbial spoilage and or oxidation. A low level of acetic acid is acceptable in some wines, such as dry, full-bodied red table wines. Sometimes when wine becomes acidic, it actually can be used for cooking. No, I don't think so. I would never use it. They say you can here, but I would not do it. You know, they said that can be called for vinegar. It's a different process. When you process and make vinegar, you make vinegar. When you make wine, you make wine. Bad wine doesn't automatically become vinegar, any more so than bad apple juice automatically becomes vinegar. And that's you know how vinegar is usually made with apple juice. And so if you have bad apple juice in the cabinet, you don't go, oh, this is bad. I'll have to use it for cooking. No, don't. And don't use bad wine for it. Acidity. Okay, that's that lively, crisp tartness of a wine that affects the salivary glands. And then here's another interesting quick definition. Alcoholic fermentation, the process by which yeast turns grapes sugar into carbon dioxide or CO2 and ethanol alcohol. In most fermentations, the CO2 is allowed to evaporate, but in method champagne, fermentations used to make champagne and other sparkling wines, the CO2 is captured under pressure and becomes the bubbles in the bottle. So that's why when you do a home winemaking, a lot of people put a balloon on the top of the jug. And as the balloon gets bigger and bigger, they wait until it gets to a certain size, and then they know it's fermented and it's done. Sometimes fermentation doesn't stop. Sometimes it just goes too long. Or if it doesn't ferment out all the sugars, it can continue to ferment in the bottle or later, and it could cause problems there. You start getting fermentation in the bottle, and it could explode the bottle or push out the cork, which is, is common also. Uh, American oak, here's another one. Mostly Midwestern U.S. grown oak from which are crafted barrels used in the process of aging whiskey and wines. Uh, using imparts assertive oak components similar to resin and is favored in the making of full-bodied red wines. French oak, on the other hand, is known more for finer, delicate flavors. A lot of American oak is being used now uh, by wineries. We've talked to a lot of wineries, and they're using American oak more and more out of Minnesota. A couple of reasons is because of cost. It's cheaper to ship it from Minnesota to your winery than it is to ship it from France to your winery. Although I just noticed that the EU European unit dollar, the European dollar used to be a lot higher than the American dollar, but it for the first time dropped below the American dollar. The American dollar is stronger than the, the European dollar now, uh, the European Union uh, money. And so when you do an exchange rate, you're going to get more for the American dollar than you will the, the European Union dollar which is a good thing if you're shipping stuff over here. I mean, the French wine should drop in price a little bit. And, and well, everything in the American or in the European Union should drop, uh, which includes Germany and France and Italy and Spain and Portugal and all those wine regions. Uh, wine should be a little bit cheaper. That continues to hold true with the money being uh, stronger for the U.S. dollar, we should see a little bit reduction in price from the, some of those places. Whereas stuff shipping overseas is going to cost more money, which could hurt wineries here in the States. I, you know, I don't think it will too much, though. But, you know, I went on a little bit. <laughs> uh, AVA, you know, we know what the AVA is. We've talked about AVA. Appalachian, a legally defined and protected geographical indication used to identify where grapes for a wine were grown. That's the Appalachian. Astringent, there's one that you really should know. The stored drying, furry, or bitter mouthfeel of wines. 
normally due to high tannin levels, more typically in reds than whites. It's an astringent wine. It's that, uh, I, it says it goes drying, furry, bitter is probably the best thing because people can understand bitter. Excuse me, boy. I had a catch in my throat all day again. Uh, a stir term used for wines that are low on fruit flavors and high on acidity and or tannins. A lot of times used to describe young wines that need to age more. And then balance a harmony between all elements within the wine, the acids, the sugars, the tannins, and the alcohols. So there's just uh, a few. Here, barrel fermented, the process of fermenting wine in oak barrels rather than in stainless steel. Uh, it can increase the complexity, texture, body, and oakiness, of course. Um, but it's... Uh, very good, uh, very good list. I'm going to see if there's some way I can't save this uh, and put it on the Facebook page. I don't know if it will allow me to, but if it does, then I will put it up on the Facebook page or a link to it, if nothing else, and uh, let y'all have a look at it. It's not only wine, but it is also beer. It has a whole bunch of beer technology terms here, or termini beer terminology, and which is very interesting also. So I will try to get that. Uh, try to get that saved. I don't know if this will let me or not. But I'm not going to fool with it now, because if I fool with it now, then I will do something and lose it completely. So I will wait and have my my engineer come in here and say, no, this is how you do it. And then I'll, I'll click it around and put it on the Facebook page. But if you don't see it on the Facebook page, it's because it won't let me. And sometimes that does happen on different sites. Okay. Um, I was... Uh, oh, let me see if... I had some wineries that I was looking at that sent me emails. And let's see if they're still here. Well, they have to be. I didn't wipe them out. Hmm. Well, the ones I have talked about in the past uh, are having events and stuff come up. So check them out. Uh, hmm. Well, maybe I did wipe them out without thinking about it and eliminating them. I have been noted to do that. Okay, well, uh, your local wineries, uh, be sure to visit them as always. I always like to hope that people do visit their local wineries. And, okay, let me... Uh, get into the page on one here and we will there's some information as always I want to pass on to you and is this the one yes this is the one um, Wine Folly had an interesting little article here uh, the impact compounds as we were going through information uh, Impact com compounds tell us about wine, uh, and it's a, a varietal aromas, smells associated with the wine variety or the blend of the varieties. Okay, fermentation aromas. These are flavors associated associated with microbial respiration. For example, yeast eating the sugar and off-gassing the aromas. Now, that's hard to understand, maybe. But as the yeast eat the sugars, it does put off a gas. And that gas is a, uh, a different aroma. You can, you can smell it. In some wines, you'll get an odd aroma, and it could be the rest of the yeast eating up the 
the balance of the sugar. They should stop that from happening, but sometimes it doesn't. And then the aging bouquets, aromas derived from the breakdown of chemical compounds with time, temperature, and oxygen. And uh, and that's just, you know, the different types of aromas you can pick up in a wine. Uh, the molecules are... Uh, are the tiny clusters that go into the nose and hit the nose and go up into the brain and tell you what everything is. Uh, Varietal aromas, uh, you can pick up strawberry, currant, bell pepper, depending on what it is that you're tasting. Uh, There are specific primary wine aromas that you can you can find, and those will give you a distinct indication of what you're smelling. I, it's just, I, you know, it's, it's hard to describe aromas without being in front of somebody and say, okay, now here, try this. This is what this is going to do, and this is what you're going to find out. Um like varietal fields, uh, such as 3-MHA and 2-MMP. These smell like passion fruit or grapefruit, or sometimes even roasted meat or black currant. Uh, And you can find it in red and white wines. And there's others. The reason I brought that one up is because Mike's probably smelling that varietal fields all the time because he roasted his body just like meat, and so... He's probably getting himself a, <laughs> <laughs> a nose of rital fields all the time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and fermentation aromas, uh, uh, acetone and diacetyl, uh, these are malolactic fermentation aromas, which is going to give you the butteriness and the creaminess and all that. And then there's uh, ethyl esters, which uh, apple, apple peels, uh, cooked apples, uh, pineapple, uh, rum-like. These are esters that you're going to pick up. And then aging wine bouquets, chemical reactions will give you, uh, within the red wines, will, and, and white wines usually don't age you won't find many white wines age, although a Chardonnay can age, but it's not a whole lot. Uh, oxidation uh, is could be uh, one of the things that uh, will give you a different taste, but the compound acidic uh, uh, aldehydes is part of oxidation. Uh, wine, sherry, and Madeira are directly exposed to oxygen, and those produce flavors like dried fruit, nuts, and caramelized sugar. And then wood flavors from the wood aging uh, is going to give you different flavors also and different aromas. Uh, different species of oak will give you different types of aromas. Chestnut sometimes used. That will also affect uh, the aroma of it. Also, uh, the barrel toasting, uh, how much toast they do to the barrel will affect your aroma. Um, methyl will produce a woody coconut aroma. Uh, eugenol smells like cloves and allspice, and then vanillin is the same compound you find in vanilla, so you will taste that. And a lot of wines, uh, you will get the vanilla. You will find that in the uh, uh, Chardonnays and uh, sometimes uh, Sauvignon Blancs and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's uh, all these different ones are just all part of the olfactory, all the the smelling, uh, the molecules you're smelling. And that all makes a difference in the wine. That's why it's so important to swirl your glass and and smell your wine before you do anything with it. If you uh, don't smell it, then you're going to lose. Excuse me. 
If you don't smell it, then you're going to lose so much of the taste of the wine. So it's very important that you smell it. And you don't have to know what all the terms are. And you don't have to know what it all means and everything. But as you start smelling different wines, you will start noticing different things in that wine and different uh, aromas that will come out all the time. You'll pick up a wine and go, I've smelled this before. What is this? Oh, this is a Cabernet smell. This is, like I said, a Pinot Noir here. So it all makes a difference. So uh, use your... uh, Use your nose as the first step. That's very important uh, when it comes to wine. Okay, let's go to something else here that I was just looking at. Uh, Where is it? Uh, Oh, I just lost. Oh, this is something I noticed, which was... Interesting. Uh, This is from earlier this month, August 11th. But it is a uh, a themed wine. Uh, Italian winemaker Vinnie Lunardelli is, is coming out with a whole series of wines and pictures and all sorts of stuff of Hitler, Hitler-themed wines. It says, uh, Lunar Deli is said to have a range of dictator-themed wines with other labels featuring Stalin and Lenin. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Italy? Oh, my gosh. But is the image of Adolf Hitler... That is, it is the image of Adolf Hitler is causing the problem and concern all over, uh, well, the, the European continent. I doesn't I and I think it's against the law to have swastika or swastika symbols or something in Germany. I I, I think it is, but. He, uh, with a wine range reportedly featuring images of the dictator alongside phrases such as Mein Führer, Sieg Heil, Ein Volk, Ein Reich, Ein Führer, and just Führer. These are all different ones that he has, uh, different wines that he has made. Uh, Don't run away with it. Give me more before you go. The intern just came in to... Take the wine and now. It will be. You're absolutely right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, hey. Um. <laughs> uh, well, she'll be locked in here if you leave her in here. Excuse me again. Okay. Um been raised in the past, not least by Holocaust Foundation, the Simon Weisenthal Center, which has urged people to boycott the wines. But now they're once again coming out. Uh, after Austrian plastic surgeon Dr. Dagmar Malesi told local media, Dagmar? A female name. <laughs> Dagmar Malesi that she has seen people traveling to the resort of uh, Gisolo near Venice to buy the Hitler-themed wine. So the store employee said Germans very much like to buy these wines and they're clearly the big hit there, she said. The saleswoman was even amused at my outrage. Nobody is angry about it. No one forbids it. I couldn't believe it, she said. German language women's internet Interest magazine Bill de Frau said it was stunned by the revelations in a piece titled Scandalous Hitler Wine is Offered for Sale. The sale of products that feature fascist imagery, including swastikas, is illegal in Germany and Austria. There, I, I thought it was. Okay. 
It says so there. Though mostly legal in Italy, where the wine was spotted for sale. Winemaker uh, Lunardelli has received backlash about the wines featured in the, his historical series in the past. So he's done this before. Why? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We don't need to make a comment. I'm on his on website it. right now. It's it's uh, he's got a Vinny Lunardelli dot com, V I N I. Yeah, he's got and he shows uh, the historic line and uh, quite a few labels. I didn't realize uh, you know we we're talking about a few, but I mean there's um, I don't know thirty here. Uh, wow. Let's see, four, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So <laughs> over thirty, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, they only show five labels. for Hitler here. Oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch on their website. If you go to uh, vinnylunardelli.com and look at the wines or who they are. It tells you kind of right off the bat what it is. You have to go into English mode before you can read it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of uh, V-I-N-I, uh, is it? Yeah, V-I-N-I-L-U-N-A-R-D-E-L-L-I.com. Oh, 50th anniversary. Wow. Uh, there it is. 50 years. 67. All sorts of different lines on here. Wow. Mm. wow, what is that? Yeah, I think go under uh, at the top the vines and then history line. I just click on history line and you'll see all the the different ones there. But um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, oh, it is. I didn't. Wow. I, I didn't think Italy would allow it either. <laughs> I would think not. I really. That's strange. Mm. Yeah, a bunch of them with Hitler on it. I just it was just a few mm-hmm. I read there, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and then Rommel and mm-hmm. wow, yeah. I'm surprised that no wonder people are getting upset. Jeez, hmm. and it's in German Führer where Frankenstein, yeah. Is via Deutschland with a picture of him. Adolf Hitler is their seagull. Uh, well, is it? Wow. Heil Hitler on this one here. Oh. Hmm. That is odd. It. I. I I'm. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Okay, it says choose the label you want, click on the configure button and your and configure your collector's bottle. Oh, these are labels. I don't think these labels are on all the different wines. I think what they're doing is you can click on a label that you want on the wine you purchase. Oh. Well I think that's how it works. Let's click on and see what it says in Rommel here. Um, price nine dollars your euro, which is pretty cheap. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The well, maybe not now. I clicked on Rommel and it shows a Cabernet Franc mm-hmm. and a description of that. So maybe each one does have a different a different wine for it. Hmm. That is really, really strange. Well, let's click on this one here and see what this one says. Uh, okay, that Cabernet Franc. Same thing again. So let me click on this one here. Oh, this one, you know, a different label, but this is a... Uh, Rebola Giala Extra Dry 2016. Doesn't say anything more about it than that. Let's click on this and let's see what this says. This is a Cabernet Franc. So it looks like they might have 
couple, three different types of wines, but you can pick the label that you want on your wine uh, with with uh, Hitler or let's see, they have Hitler and they have uh, uh, oh, a bunch of Hitler there and Rommel both Rommel hmm and uh yeah, mostly mostly Hitler though. Yeah, and that one oh here's a Grappa Friolna. A Grappa wine. And it doesn't say the cost of that one. This is forty percent alcohol by volumes. A grappa is usually a higher alcohol anyway. But uh and this is a Cabernet Franc again. So it looks like they have, you know, Cabernet Franc mainly, and you can get your label, whatever label you want, on your bottle of wine. Uh, this is no code Hitler wine, and that's the Cabernet Franc also. Well, I repeat, I am history line, the history line. Uh, Der Fuhrer. Uh, Certification that you got to download that information and production. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And I repeat, I am not a fan. So, uh, uh, century of experience, origins, generational shift and development. And they also have like a two and a half minute video that you can watch. Located in, uh, well, their addresses are weird there. Located in Italy, via Udine, Italy. So. Like Mike said, if you want to look it up, check it out yourself. V-I-N-I-L-U-N-A-R-D-E-L-L-I dot com. And that's the website. Uh, again, I don't think it's right. Opinion. Uh, hmm, interesting. So... Uh, I got a quick shout out to uh, Doug who uh, left a comment on uh, our video feed. Thank you, Doug, for uh, watching. But he said we are watching it on our uh, live video feed. So thank you very oh. much. And a uh, well, big shout out to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you, Doug. Uh, here's a, a little quick thing. Our grapes, the new apple of Washington. Uh, Washington wine industry is booming, and it has been. I mean, it's been getting more and more and more, but it's really booming now. Uh, it was down for a while, and it's picked up. And Washington apples uh, are like taking a back seat, what they're doing is a lot of wineries used to be orchards and they're tearing up the acreage and putting in vineyards. Uh, in terms of value in 2021, uh, the value of utilized production for Washington apples was $2.1 billion. Wine grapes were far behind at $262 million but it has wine has almost doubled in the last ten years, and you know according to the data, agriculture department U.S. agriculture apples took up 172 thousand acres in 2021. Wine grapes was at 57 thousand acres, and that's increasing continuously too. So. There are areas where the um, 
orchards, apple orchards, aren't as profitable as wine. Uh, like uh, a guy who tore up his vineyard and or tore up his orchard and put in a vineyard said simply, you can't sell an apple for $100, but you can a bottle of wine. So uh, economically, it makes sense, although you have that lapse in there. But I guess if you slowly put in vineyards and continue to sell apples, you can balance out and still get your income year after year. But it is picking up a lot uh, in the grapes in Washington compared to apples. It's starting to show the difference. So, all right. Well, I am going to put for the night and everybody uh, we feel sorry for Mike because he's still <laughs> and I really do I really do feel sorry for you. It, 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 you know I mean we've all had a sunburn at one time or another we've all had mm-hmm. a sunburn and we all know how miserable it is so it's like a, a group sympathy uh, for you yeah. that sunburn well thank you well, it's a. Yeah. I haven't experienced this in in. I mean, we're talking probably decades. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Thankfully, the internet and uh, the internet and amateur doctors everywhere have offered you know <laughs> little bits of advice, and I appreciate that as well because everything is you know oh let me try let me try this, but um, it shouldn't last this long though. That's my. Problem. It shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. It really shouldn't but, last uh, that long. Yeah. Every time, well, every time I brush up against it or try to, you know, get some sleep, this is what happens. And, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah really, <laughs> really. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Back to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, is so, it uh, just on your yeah, back, in, or is it all over? Oh no, no shoulders, um, front arms. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, I oh, can't get comfortable nice. for anything. Uh, oh, touching my. it. It's, setting up is fine. Like I can do this all day. But uh, nope, as soon as I touch something, forget it. Uh, so anyway. Well, yeah. I predict that <laughs> in four to six weeks, it will all be a bad memory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I'm back to work by then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Four to six and then I, then I, was, I was thinking I was going to make a uh, doctor's appointment and I thought, no, because then I had to put a shirt on and I don't want to aggravate this because it hurts just touching mm. anything. And I've tried soft material. I've tried, you know, like the cottons and all, you know, everything they recommend. And I'm like, I, I can't touch anything. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so not going to a doctor this way. So <laughs> anyway. But time you get ready to wear a shirt, then it'll be healed enough mm-hmm. that you don't need to see a doctor. So. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I'm counting on. Yeah, hoping Hopefully, anyway. Uh, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so, you can't get um, third-degree burns from the sun. You know, first, second, third-degree burns from the sun. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, no blistering yeah. or anything. Yeah. So that's the only thing that you can no. be happy about. Yeah. Nothing like that yet. But uh, I guess yeah. I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't know how to tell the difference, but uh, oh, God. anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, well, if, and with it all over your body, yeah. we can't graft it off of one area and put it over the, your skin. So because like no, you're everywhere. That's so. not going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, and again, I'm happy right. you decided not to go closing. <laughs> Clothing optional. That would have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were there was probably a couple hundred people on this beach, and I found a quiet area enough, you know, that away from everybody. But uh, I, I would guesstimate there's at least a hundred plus, you know, on this little stretch of you know mile long or whatever it is. Um, but I know if I went that route, that it would have cleared them out, and I'd be all, all by myself <laughs> at that point. But, uh, That's know, a lot of people, though. You think one hundred and half of them are, mm-hmm. were, you know, without yeah. their clothing, yeah. that without their swimsuit. That oh no, that's it's a lot of people. It was more than half. Yeah, it was. It was wow. Probably 
yeah, it was probably 80, 90% at least. Yeah. Wow. I was, I was, yeah, yeah. They definitely took advantage of that, you know, being optional deal. Um, wow. Not me. Nope. Felt like um, you were in Europe. <laughs> we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, 1.06 a.m. London time. I don't know why I said that, but uh, we will yeah, be well, back. Just in Europe, uh, yeah. <laughs> next uh next Thursday which is September 1st. Wow. Oh my gosh. September 1st. Already in September. Um 7 p.m. Eastern time if you want to catch us live like Doug uh, did as well. Thank you Doug and oh he's in our uh BTR uh, chat as well. So um thank oh. you and um we'll talk with you uh next week uh the 1st of September at 7 p.m. Eastern time again. And uh, thank you all for tuning in and have a great week and be safe. Weekend be well. safe out there. Thank Thanks you. for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinedpr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. There we go. There we go. We are to the green room. To the green green room. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.